Welcome back, everybody, to the All Met Sports Talk podcast. This is episode three. Really excited about our guest this week. Before I get to him, I definitely want to thank everybody for their feedback and listening and, and telling your friends about the podcast. Last week, had just great feedback coming from everyone. Coach Lonnie Moore from the Laurel Boys and Girls Club, Wildcats, football commissioner, former Morgan State football player. If you didn't get a chance, go back and listen to that. That was episode two. Had Zachy Wheatley from Archbishop Spalding on episode one. He is a Penn State football recruit, very highly recruited nationally. And uh, this week, I'm really excited as well. I have Will Webster Brown from St. Vincent Pilate. Welcome, Will. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely, man. Really excited to have you on this week. You guys had a great season last year. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about your, your upcoming season. And before we get into that, just a, a couple of house cleaning items. Please remember to tell your friends about the podcast, rate the podcast. You follow us on Facebook and Instagram at All Met Sports Talk. And please rate and review on Facebook. And then on Twitter, it's All Met Talk. All right. So let's jump right into this. So Will, big game coming up. First game of the season this year on Saturday, right? Saturday, yeah. Okay, is that a home or away game? Uh, it was scheduled as a home game, but we had to switch it to an away game, so it'll be at Concordia. Okay, Concordia prep up in Baltimore. Yeah. All right, great. So let's talk about last season. Before we get into this season, you know, last season was was really just a dominant season. I know that, you know, you're one of the, the keys to that winning season last year. You play in the MIAAB conference. Year before that, your sophomore year, you lose to St. Mary's in the championship. I think it was 21-7. And then you actually rebound and face them last year. What was that like playing for a championship last year? Well, I know that uh, my sophomore year, I didn't play. So coming back my junior year, they had felt some type of way about losing last mm -hmm. year, getting all the way to the end and losing. So I felt that I needed to help them out and be there for them through that journey and getting back to the championship. And it felt good to get there and actually win it. Yeah, and you guys won in dominating fashion. I believe it was 42 nothing. Yeah, they kept – it was a close game. We played them the first time. They actually were up on us, and we came back at the end. But I think I remember that. Was that like a – like a one touchdown, you ended up winning by one touchdown or something late? Yeah, it was our homecoming game. They were up, I think, 10 points at a few minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we ended up scoring twice and winning that game at the end. Wow, that's exciting, especially a homecoming. Yeah. So you guys are MIAA B Conference reigning champion. You're coming into this season. We know about COVID and, and you know, how it's just wreaking havoc and – you know, like you were telling me that there's no fans allowed at this game. I mean, it's just weird. You know, football, basketball, these are sports. You're a dual sport athlete. We're going to talk about that as well. But, you know, you really feed off the energy of the fans. Yeah. So what's that feel like to know that you're just going to be playing in front of no fans? It's just kind of feel like practice. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's just like a more upbeat, up-tempo practice. I mean, it's going to feel good to finally play against somebody else. Yeah, hit somebody else. <laughs> our defense. But I feel like – I guess it makes it less nerve-wracking because mm -hmm. there's nobody there, like, watching you. So it's like practice. Mm -hmm. But I guess you can definitely say that we miss – we'll miss the fans and being able to feed off of them and stuff like that. Absolutely. And – Speaking of playing, you know, with nerves and stuff, so you, one, you're a dual sport kid with, with football and basketball. You know, you're a great basketball player as well. And two, you also play multiple positions in both sports. So talk about that because you have good size. You're about, what, 6'2"? Yeah. 
Okay, so six two. So what positions are you playing in football? So right now, um, they got me starting at receiver, outside receiver, but I also play a little quarterback. I like both positions. Quarterback, you're mostly in charge of the offense. You got to know what everybody's doing. So I guess that helps me out a little bit too at receiver because mm-hmm. I can still know everything that I'm supposed to do. Right. I know where everybody else is going because <laughs> I got to know where they're going when I'm at quarterback. So it's just, I, I like playing both. It allows me to move around a bit. Yeah, that's great, Will. And I, I know you're right. That does translate. I always find it interesting when players can transition from quarterback to receiver so easily. But one, you have to have the football knowledge to do it. Uh, but two, you're right. You know, you know where everyone else is going. So you can yeah. <laughs> you know where you're supposed to go or where you can go as well. That's right. great. And uh, so Little League, where'd you grow up? Where'd you play? before coming to Pilates. I know you were you know, highly touted and recruited coming into high school. Right, so where so did you play your, your Little League ball? I started out at the Laurel Wildcats at, I think it was 6U. Oh, I wow. played there, 6U, and then 8U. Then I left from there. I went to the West Laurel Stallions. Oh, I okay. Played, I played there for a year. I played up there. I was 8. I think I played on 10U. Then after a year there, I went to the Laurel Steelers. Okay. I stayed there for, I think, two or three years. And then I made my last – my last year of youth was back at the Laurel Wildcats with Coach Hubby and – Oh, oh yeah, Coach Hubby, man, he he is a well-known youth football coach in the state of Maryland. <laughs> yeah, he's probably the best youth coach that I played for. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, his name you know speaks for itself. That guy can really coach, uh, and he's coached a lot of talent. I mean, he's yeah. he's really you know prepared kids to get ready for high school and and put a lot of those kids go on to college as well. And uh, so we'll we'll talk about that because big day today for you. Yeah, yeah, got your first offer from West Virginia Wesleyan Division Two. Congratulations. Thank you, thank you. What did that feel like when that call came in? It was good. They had been talking to me for a little while, just little conversation here and there. Basically, they were just like, we're, I've, we had to talk with the head coaches and they we're ready to offer you. I've been waiting yeah. for an offer. I mean, I got, with the COVID, whole thing, COVID going on, mm-hmm. I didn't really get a chance to do spring, like 707 or camps right. or anything. So that kind of messed me up. And also sitting out my sophomore year, Mm-hmm. So those two things like majorly like impacted me getting caught behind. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that this can spark something and I get a lot more opportunities. Yeah. Well, I, I, and what are your, what's your GPA? My GPA is a 3.3. All right. There you go, man. That's perfect. I mean, that's great. So, you know, good GPA, or, you know, very good GPA. I mean, you're, you're over the, the, I always think, you know, three, two and above that's where, schools really start locking in. So, you know, your your time in the classroom is definitely helping you as well. And the other thing I wanted to talk to you about when you were talking about, and, and I'm going back to last season again, uh, but when you were talking about feeding off the crowd and kind of that nervous energy, you had a chance, and you, in addition to being the MIAA conference champions last year, you had a chance to play in the skills competition at Raven Stadium on Monday night game. And I, were they playing this? I forgot who. They're playing the Patriots. The Patriots, that's right. Okay. So you went against Archbishop Spalding that night, and that was the closest. I think it was a tenth of a second. And what's interesting is you were actually against our week one guest for the last part of the skills challenge. Can you, do you remember everything about that challenge? 
Uh, yeah, I do for the most part. So, so how does it start? Can you walk through, you know, what each station is? Because the other interesting thing about this, you beat Art, Pilate beats Spalding, but then you all end up being the champion because the Ravens, I guess at every home game, what they were doing was having two schools go against each other and you all ended up posting the top time for the entire season. Right. So talk to the, to the listeners about what that was like. First of all, what the skills challenge was and then what it was like playing in front of 80,000, <laughs> 80,000 yeah. screaming fans. And you're going against Zach Key, who you've known, obviously, you know, that a lot of you guys know each other and you're looking across at them, but to walk us through what it's like and then walk us through kind of everything you were feeling and going through during that. So it started with uh, the alignment. So we needed alignment, a running back, a quarterback, a receiver and a defensive back. So it started with the lineman. They had to flip a tire 10 yards. Mm-hmm. Then the running back had to zigzag around some cones. And then he had to hand the ball to the DB. And the DB had to backpedal to the quarterback. Okay. So this is all going out. So the lineman started at the end zone and mm-hmm. is going out. And the quarterback is standing at the 30. And the 30, like, on the hash, and then the receivers are, like, on the sideline. Mm. And then the DB's going, and then he has, after he's done, he has to hand the ball to the quarterback. And once he hands the ball to the quarterback, the receiver can run, now run down to the end zone. You got to catch the ball in the end zone. Okay. So you're the receiver. So you're, you're basically the, the last leg of this. Yeah. So, so walk me through that. So you, you see your quarterback get the ball. Yeah, so first it was cold out there. So before <laughs> I had to stretch out a little bit, just, I know it's, it was only a 30-yard run, but we were trying to beat the other school. So I had to run fast. So I didn't want to pull anything or anything. So I had to stretch out a little bit. And then as soon as I see my quarterback, get the ball I start sprinting into the end zone and it's cold and a little windy my hands are cold the wind's blowing so it's like the ball is in the air mm-hmm. and I get I'm kind of I'm kind of nervous there's NFL football games a whole bunch of people there I'm also worrying about beating other teams so I'm looking to see where how close they are uh-huh. the ball's in the air and I just let it fall into my hands okay so after that they said that we won and then they put us on the big screen so hmm. that was cool yeah that is cool were you watching Zach Key the whole time as well? Like as you're sprinting down? As yeah, most of the mostly until I got to like the ten yard line. Mm-hmm. But then that's when I had to start worrying about the ball. Right. But at the beginning I was. Yeah. So you guys were like step for step because it was like yeah, a tenth of a second, really I think, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome, man. I'm sure that was an experience you'll never forget. Yeah, no. That's cool. All right, so new season is upon us. You have Concordia Prep. I know you end with Archbishop Spalding, I believe. Yeah, they're our last game, I think, December 19th. Okay, wow. That's going to be a good one. I, I'm excited for you. So this team, when I was you know, just doing my research here, it looks like you guys are ranked number 12 in the whole state coming in, yeah. which is, I mean, we know about, you know, the W. I don't think they count Gonzaga since they're in D.C. You know, they have the nation's number one player at quarterback down there. But you have good counsel here, which is just obviously loaded with talent. DeMatha loaded with talent. You have Spalding. You know, you have all these other schools. and St. Francis is in the state. So you have all, you know, just loaded. I mean, there's so much talent in the DMV in Baltimore when it comes to prep sports, which is one reason we're doing this podcast. And you're ranked right there at number 12, which is a huge honor. So talk talk about this team. What are you looking forward to? How do you think you guys are going to fare? Are you going to be able to defend that title? 
I think we're looking pretty good this year. A lot of people were saying that we won't go back because of a few players that we lost. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody that's filling in for those people are ready to step up and we should be able to repeat and get right back to where we were. That's great, man. And great coaching staff there with Coach Ashley. Yes. And yeah. he's put together a heck of a staff. Uh, you know, I'm very impressed with the the amount of talent he's, as far as coaching staff, number one, that he's been able to retain there. And then the talent like yourself, who he's been able to go out and, and get. I mean, there's a lot of talent, you know, in your program. All right. Well, good luck on this season. Uh, I do want to transition and talk a little bit about basketball. So this will be your fourth year playing basketball at Pilates. You've had a very good career thus far, and you're really kind of a two, again, a two position kid. You're a big guard, but you can play forward too because of your size. You're able to, you know, to get down there and mix it up. So talk to us about basketball. Number one, which sport do you like more? See, I always liked basketball more and that's probably why I didn't play football my sophomore year okay but as I started getting older I realized that football comes more easy to me so mm-hmm. but I always will love basketball yeah but, so I guess before I was always basketball was my favorite mm-hmm. but now I guess I'm leaning more towards football okay that makes sense And how do you think the two sports, do you think that they prepare like each sport helps you in the other sport? You know what I mean? Kind of, but I think there's a big difference because Mm -hmm. so football is more like, and then having football before basketball is like kind of hard because so football, there's a lot of gaps in between Mm -hmm. the plays and you don't have to play both sides. So there's a lot of rest. Basketball is up tempo and back and forth and back and forth. So Coming from football, I had to get myself back into basketball shape pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Once I go back to football from basketball, then I'm pretty much more in shape than everybody else. Gotcha. But once okay. it comes back around for basketball, then that's when I have to catch up. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Definitely makes a lot of sense. And, you know, again, you, you've had a great career there basketball-wise as well. Not really sure what's going to happen with this season. You know, we're still kind of in the holding pattern. I'm hearing that we'll start January 4th as far as winter sports and I guess basketball – or I'm sorry, football, you'll end right there at the end of December. Are you able to work out with the basketball team now as, as well while you're playing football or because of COVID are they, they yeah, only allowing right you to now. do one sport? Yeah, they're holding us to one sport right now, especially since we're having a real season now. Okay. So – they don't want us going back and forth. And okay. Yeah, it makes it. sense. Yeah. Cross-contamination yeah. possibilities. Yeah. All right, man. Well, stay healthy out there. You know, I'm definitely very, very happy for you and, and proud of you for getting that first. It always takes that first one, and then the yeah. door starts knocking a little bit louder. So you get that first one out of the way. You know, you've had a great career, football and basketball there, Pilates, great career in the classroom. You're a stand-up kid. Uh, stand-up young man, I should say. I know you're almost almost out there now. So, uh, you know, you've always been just a great player to root for, and I'm very happy for you. Um, So a couple things. I want to ask you a couple things here before we close out. Number one, I want you to give me your top three moments, and and normally I say five, but I'll ask you your top three moments playing either football or basketball so far in your life. What, What sticks out the most to you? I think I know what number one is going to be. You do? Number one? I would I would guess that championship last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So top three moments ever, like playing sports. Yep, ever. If you uh, have five, you can name five, but at least three. Yeah, I'll go with the first one being the championship last year. Okay. A great feeling. And then knowing that 
that team was talking trash and we were able to win the way that we did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that felt good. Two, I guess, would be literally, I think it was my last youth game. We were playing states and we won. We were playing against this huge team and we ended up winning, I think, by a touchdown. And I won a huge MVP trophy from that game. I think I threw two touchdowns that game. Wow. Uh, Do you remember who you were playing? I don't. I think they were they were from somewhere else. So I'm not sure. Okay. Um, they would be my first game winning shot when I was probably I think it was fifth fifth grade in the AAU game. I had a game winning shot. At the buzzer? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So that felt good. One more, I guess, would be for me, I guess last year in basketball, I was able to guard someone who's known as, uh, I guess, a big player in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brailsford from Mount St. Joe. He's, oh, yeah, yeah. Tyler Brailsford down at uh, yeah. GW now. Yeah, that's yeah. So he was committed there, and I think I shut him down pretty well mm-hmm. in the first home game we played. You did. I was on the sideline for that. <laughs> You absolutely did. You should, and you know what? I love that because I, I love how you mixed that one in there because it wasn't about scoring or whatever, but actually playing defense and being able to, you know, to go at one of the top players, top scorers for sure in the area. Yeah. That's great, man. That's awesome. That's a great list there. Got, got some quality uh, memories there for such a young man. All right. And so who's your favorite NFL team? My favorite team is, well, unfortunately right now, the Eagles. Yeah, I think anybody's favorite team who's in the <laughs> NFC East, it's unfortunate. So yeah. <laughs> they shouldn't nobody should even be allowed to win that division this year. <laughs> All right. So who are your top give me your top three NFL players of all time? Of all time, I have to go Deshaun Jackson. Okay, good one. Uh Michael Vick. Nice. And then I go somebody from now. I give can I go three more? I sure, I, yeah, go for it. You got five. Give me five. So I'm a big Carson Wentz fan. I mean, okay. he's not playing that well right now, but I think he's a great talent. Okay. And then two more would be DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. And Mike Evans. Okay. There you go. So receivers and quarterbacks. Yeah. Same positions you play. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> no, those are um those are great. That's a great list right there. Cannot argue with any of it. All right. And then the last, so last question I want to ask you is you're in the car, you're leaving practice. Now, I know you're, you've got these crazy practices. For those that don't know, you know, the private school uh, schedule is, is very similar to college. I mean, you guys put a lot of hours into study halls and you know, in addition to school, but you're in meetings, you know, team meetings, you're in position meetings and you know, you have late night, you know, practices as well. I really appreciate you joining me this late. I know you had a late practice tonight. So I do thank you for carving out the time with your old coach here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so you get in the car, you leave in practice. It's, it's late. You're tired. What is your go-to music right now? Your go-to artist? I have to say, well, I have two, I guess. Yep. Give me two or three, whatever you want. One is a local guy. His name is Lil Low. Okay. Another person would be Kodak Black. Kodak Black. Okay. All right. That's what's up, man. Cool. Everybody. I I love it. Can't go wrong with it. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, man, for uh, joining all Met Sports Talk with Coach Sherm here. I really appreciate it. Again, I know you're very busy and I appreciate you taking this time out. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Wish you all the best and, and much success. I know those offers will keep coming in and I'm sure that you'll find perfect place to call home for the next four years. So thank you and, and take care and, and best of luck this season. Stay injury free and, uh, you know, good luck in football and basketball in the winter. Thank you. Thank you for having me as well. Absolutely. Will. take care.